0: E-colution.
1: So, how are the holidays going? You might have noticed that we've taken to doing e once every fortnight. This can give you time to catch up. Crazily, this is episode 37, but it's really to give us time to make sure that we do a good job with every episode. And today, it's no different. This series was a long time in the planning and late last year we spoke with some very interesting people. 3 Antoschka Climate Ambassadors Antoschka's Environmental Education Unit set up the Climate Ambassador Programme in 2017 and its main aim is to train and support individuals taking action on climate change. Young people like you who are keen to act and support others in joining that action. But the ambassadors are probably the ones best placed to tell you all about what they do.
2: Hi. So, um, I'm Ayanna Helder and I'm based in Westport. I'm 17 and I've been a climate ambassador for a year now. I think for me, like I was already doing a lot of activism in different spheres and I felt it was a way to expand that network. And also, I thought it would be kind of a bit of support. You know, they have resources, they trained us. It was just a bit of like motivation, I guess, um, for me. Yeah. This year, it's been quite different, obviously, because when we actually started off on that journey. Lockdown happened and everything was like moved on to Zoom meetings. So I just kind of continued on with what I was doing. So I work with Climate Science, which is an international organization that is trying to promote climate education. And with Polluters Out, which is another youth activist organization. Part of the work as a climate ambassador is to kind of do talks and organize things. So I am the leader of my school's climate action committee, so that is exactly what I'm doing. And I guess I'm just kind of using the Climate Ambassador name to move things along.
3: My name is Sam Spillan. I've been a Climate Ambassador for the 2020 year, starting in 2019. Uh, Obviously, we haven't had too much interaction with the outside world, but uh, we've been happy enough working in our communities um, and that's been my main focus.
0: Hi, I'm Grace Curry. I'm 14 and I'm a Climate Ambassador. Well, I heard about it in the Green Committee as soon as I started school last year. And I've been into climate action since I was like eight or nine. And I thought it'd be a great platform for me to be able to share my knowledge and impact people on how they see what needs to be done on climate action.
3: So for me, when I was in sixth year, and fifth year, I spent a lot of time in green schools and my green schools teacher is the, the person who drew me towards Climate Ambassador as a program. Then I spent a lot of time in my local community where I set up a, a, a local climate awareness group with a, a local counsellor. And from there, then it kind of just seemed the natural step was Climate Ambassador, seeing as how they have so much resources and um, a lot of contacts and a lot of networking that can be done in that kind of a way. So I wanted to expand, basically. And the Climate Ambassador Programme
1: does help with that. They help in making connections with other people who feel the same way as you. Even during the past year's lockdowns, through workshops, meetings and helping empower you to be a force for good in your home, school and community. But for most ambassadors, this isn't usually their first attempt at leading the charge. So what was it that got them interested in activism first and foremost?
0: I was always really into like animals and I saw my favourite animal at the time were lemmings that live in the arctic Um, and then I'd always look up pictures and then when I'd be typing it in sometimes it'd go up like climate change lemmings how lemmings are being affected by climate change and I was just a bit confused so I started looking into it and then I was seeing how they were being affected and how like many other animals and humans were being affected by climate change and it just really touched me and I that's what kind of got me started in climate action.
3: Being interested in climate, it's not been, you know, I turned 13 and immediately I, I like the climate now. It's more of uh since primary school, there's been initiatives after initiatives. We were the first primary school to get a green flag in Cork. And then all around us, then there has been schools, UCC being the first green campus, Middleton College having one of the most green flags in Cork as well. I suppose it's been all around us. And I mean, there is always that epiphany day where you just kind of realise, wait, yeah, I'm I'm surrounded by all of this fantastic work. How can I not get involved? And for me, it's been better busy than bored. And if there's something happening, I just wanna be a part of it really. So yeah, from quite a young age, I guess I've been working away without even realizing it sometimes. Some of you are probably the same as Sam, taking small actions
1: starting down a path without necessarily knowing your destination.
0: It was kind of gradual, like at first it'd be like I cut down my single-use plastics because I saw they were affecting the fish and the birds and then like I used more eco-friendly materials. I think it was just small stuff like that. Since I was only young, I couldn't really do much drastic stuff and I'd like give... PowerPoint presentations in my class at lunchtime and small stuff like that. After my presentations, like I'd give at lunch, I always feel very proud and I feel very accomplished. And it made me feel like very powerful and like I've made an impact and helped raise awareness about climate action.
3: The
1: programme asks that you carry out at least two climate actions and two climate communications within your community, school or campus in the first year, that you take part the best
3: place to start is usually at home or somewhere close to it so a few projects that i've worked on have been local gardens so we've set up about five gardens now one quite big one in my school uh, where we've had chickens and we've had two polytunnels, quite large ones and uh, a whole kind of field for uh, little kind of foods and that's for the horticulture modules in the school they can now take care of We've also had roadside gardens that were kind of sprayed by the council and we decided we'd take this slightly brown and not appealing piece of land and turn it into something quite beautiful. Another one then in my estate, we managed to get a lot of free wood, a lot of free resources from dumps. We built up two raised beds uh, and then we created a third pumpkin patch, kind of wattle and daub style. So it was um, weaved like a basket. That's been all of our quarantine before that, then every month we'd hold interviews with people who are in the environmental sector. So we we're also trying to educate our surroundings in Middleton.
0: Well, I'm beginning to like recycling and how we dispose of our waste. So when I first got into school, like very quickly I began to saw, like it was very different to my primary school. Like, they weren't big into their recycling and not many people knew what they were doing. So I gave a talk at my assembly on how you should recycle and what can and can't be recycled. And I used to like stand at the bins at lunch being like, oh no, that can't go in there. Like just next time, put it in the next bin.
1: It's hard to be a person who stands up for what you think is right, especially when you're a kid. But remember, the Clown Ambassadors started in the exact same place as you, and they've come up against similar hurdles. Take Ayanna.
2: For me, it was definitely, I had a lot of opinions. I guess everything about society kind of tells children you're at the bottom of the hierarchy. You don't have a say, you don't have any power to do anything. And for me, it was an opportunity to say, actually, I do. And actually I have good ideas and my voice is valuable because the whole point of the work I was doing with the ISPCC was to bring a child's perspective into the work that they were doing. And obviously like they are an organization that is there for children. So if it was only ever adults at the table making the decision, I mean, it's been a long time since they were children. And I think that was really very valuable to me because I learned how to speak to the public I definitely got a bit of confidence, you know, because I did public speaking to groups of adults. It was rarely ever other children. And I told them what I thought. I told them that you're not listening to children you're doing a lot of talking over them, taking pictures with them to show that you value their opinions, but none of what they're saying actually comes to fruition.
0: It makes me feel a bit unheard. Like I'm a very opinionated person and I just feel sometimes they don't listen and kind of like it's annoying at times that my opinion doesn't get taken into account. Obviously, like there's so many young people now doing like drastic things, like Greta Thunberg, and like I'm feeling like even now, like we're starting to get a little bit more recognition, and people are starting more to understand bit by bit that we do have our own opinions and we can do stuff like that too.
2: I do definitely think that a young person's perspective is valued more because a lot of organisations are taking on the same work where they make sure that um, youth involvement is a part of what they do. Although, I must say. It could just be that my perspective is changing as I'm getting older because obviously as a teenager I automatically get taken a bit more seriously than perhaps I did when I was 10 years old. So I don't know what it's like for 10-year-olds now but I do hope that their voices are being listened
1: to. Being a climate ambassador gives Grace, Sam and Ayanna a platform, one that they use really well and that platform is the beginning of change.
0: If I were ever a politician, there are a few things I would change. I'd try to get more public transport around the country, not just in the cities. In the countryside, nearly everyone has a car and everyone has to drive, and that's a lot of carbon dioxide being released into the air. That would kind of help air pollution a lot, and then... I'd also try to get more eco-friendly materials put in shops because it's very hard to shop eco-friendly in local shops or even like big supermarkets. It's all wrapped in plastic and covered in pesticides and stuff so I try to get more eco-friendly options for like regular people to buy and make it easier for them.
1: Sometimes talking about the climate crisis can be frustrating because your friends and maybe your parents don't think about it as much as you do and that needs to be improved.
2: Well, I think everything about the climate movement starts with education, because when you look at any factor of society, you know, when it's when it's farmers that are really hurting the soil instead of building it up and regenerating it, or whether it's fishermen or even, you know, teachers and people in in workplaces that are just dumping stuff in the wrong bin, like even those small things. It does all start with education. And I mean, the easiest place to reach people is people who are still in the education system. What is school for, right? When you think about it, what is the education system for? Supposedly, it's to prepare you for the future. Well, what is our future looking like? It's looking like a lot of serious problems if we don't act on climate change. And therefore, the best thing that schools can do and that the whole education system can do acknowledge that and acknowledge that children need to learn about that so when they go into whatever profession they go into they're prepared and they're prepared to act and they're prepared to help it's the most pressing issue of our time and it wouldn't make sense for schools to not catch up on that
1: Delving into Twitter or Instagram, searching online for information around climate or seeing news stories like those of excessive heat around the world this summer, it can really get you down. I know I feel it, often. And all of those involved in fighting for the climate
3: feel the same, so you're not alone. I think that a lot of people, no matter who you are, are feeling some sort of eco-anxiety. It's just impossible to understand the size of the world in in our own scope. So it does feel hopeless a lot of the time.
2: You know, taking on everything, taking on all of the news, all of the bad news, because most activists aren't just climate activists. You know, we're also feminists. We're also justice activists. And it does become a lot because we have a natural negativity bias. And also the news gives us a lot to feed off.
0: I worry a lot about the climate. like. A lot I think there was definitely
2: a period of time when I was first getting into activism and stuff where it really did get me I don't know what I call it the stages of grief but I really did go through this period where I was really upset and I felt hopeless and then I was really angry Do you know I really was so angry at the politics and the bureaucracy when the solutions are clear or the actions that we need to take they're so clear Do you know people have been saying them for decades and then I got to a place, I guess it was acceptance. It was kind of like, I'm doing the best that I can right now. And by me taking on absolutely everything else in the world, all of the news, it's not adding positivity to the world for me to feel horrible, do you know? And that's the thing, I think we really need to look at everything in a way of, are we adding negativity or positivity to the world?
3: For me, just knowing that the people that are around me are doing work and the people around them are doing work. I always think back to the seventh degree of separation. If you tell uh, seven of your friends to tell seven of their friends to tell seven of their friends, and it goes on after seven steps, you've hit everyone in the world. So the idea that what you do can inspire just a few people, and then what they do uh, as a result inspires more, it creates this massive chain reaction. And that's something that I've kind of thought of, and that's something that really does help me.
0: I feel if I do something small each day to help the climate, it kind of makes me worry less, being like, there's probably other people out here doing the same as me, so that's helping the environment.
2: You know, I'm doing the best that I can and I'm creating a ripple, a small ripple. If it's, you know, community organizing, mutual aid, you know, even in a small space, you are creating a ripple and you are adding positivity to the world. Part of humanity is, our capacity to love and also our creativity i find a lot of hope in how rebellion and activism can come through in in just our creativity it's what makes us human
3: yeah it really is just the fact that uh if you try others will try with you and that really does inspire me to continue i think
1: In his book, *The New Climate War*, an environmentalist called Michael E. Mann talks about how our rapidly changing world is scary and worrying, but that it's also become our best opportunity yet to get the message about the climate crisis out there. Because
3: right now, there's no way of covering up the effects we are seeing, right down to our local areas. One of the uh, the main kind of impacts, I guess, is Cork City does flood quite often, and that flooding is only getting worse and worse. Uh, In Middleton. Um, A few years ago, we actually experienced one of the worst floods that we've ever kind of seen in the area. And uh, I mean, every year the floods just get worse and worse and more frequent and more frequent. So there is obviously a lot of work that needs to be done there. That is something that will obviously spur on this whole movement and it has spurred on the movement, which is fantastic.
2: There is definitely a lot of power in, you know, our rage and in our grief. There is huge power and capacity for us to make a difference.
3: I don't think that the world is as disconnected as a lot of people kind of seem to think it is. I mean, if what we do here will affect places like Norway, it will affect places like Germany, and what they do will affect us. So by us picking up the torch and working hard, it either inspires other countries and it really does help on a grand scale. And that, for me, is very important as well. So it's it's not working as a local community, but as a global community uh, just the same. And each of us is a part of that global community. As climate ambassadors,
1: Ayanna, Sam and Grace's job is to fight for the causes they believe in. But in doing so, they've learned a lot. So I wonder what advice they have for any of us who want to
3: follow in their footsteps. The advice that I'd give to younger listeners who do feel like they're slightly powerless, you're, you're not actually powerless at all. There is so much things you can do. Just walking on the beach and picking up a bag of rubbish That is amazing. We had one young boy in the Climate Aware Group and he went down to the beach, he picked up a bunch of rubbish and he created a small little sculpture. And they brought that all around Cork to to different kind of uh, farmers markets, different events. And that right there, that little piece of artistic expression really did change a lot of people's views because that's right on their doorstep. The fact that he made this uh, quite really nice looking fish but it was all out of plastic on the beach. And that is a huge eye opener.
2: I would recommend that if you wanted to get started, like just just doing anything, just getting a bit of confidence, having your say, the climate justice movement is definitely one that is very inclusive of young people, no matter what age you are, because young people were the ones that brought it to the fore. Young people are the ones that are going to be affected. When you start off on this journey, it's gonna be you educating yourself and trying to get your foot in the door
0: but definitely a lot of activist circles really embrace you and they support you. I think if you start making small actions, like even small stuff like cutting down how much paper and plastic you use and just disposing of it properly, like that is gonna make a really big impact in the long term. And even like just saying it to your friend, oh yeah, no, maybe don't buy that, that's covered in plastic. Small actions like that and maybe they'll go on to their friend and say the same thing.
3: Get their parents involved, get their classes involved, teachers really do love the ideas that they have sometimes you know teachers do want to try and help that's what they're there for
2: no one's voice is more important than yours about this topic it really isn't
1: okay i'm fired up so i'm a kid who hasn't done much activism yet but cares
3: a lot where do i start i would say try and get involved in creating maybe one project this year maybe go for a beach walk and create a sculpture perhaps you can take pictures of an area that you know, is quite nice and try find older pictures and so show the contrast. There's a lot of different things. And and I'm not going to lie. Children are smarter than us. They always have been. They have better ideas than us. And um, I, I do look forward to seeing what people can come up with, because I think there's a lot of potential out there for younger people who might otherwise feel powerless. I think there's a lot they can do.
0: I feel it's easier to work in a smaller area. It's less daunting to have a smaller group of like 20, 30, 40 people than like 100 people to talk to, really. And like, I feel they listen more because it's like targeted more at them than like a big group.
2: Getting in there head on and kind of saying to your school, or I mean, if, if you're brave enough, your council, because they are looking for your voice. It's just you need to be brave enough to put it out there. I do find that. Schools can be quite receptive, you know, if you have an idea to bring in composting bins into your school or start collecting crisp packets for TerraCycle or start a community garden or a school-raised beds or whatever, like, schools are often quite receptive, especially if you come in with a plan. Age is not a barrier at all. I think what we need now is as many people as humanly possible to care.
1: I know that you do care. The Climate Ambassador Programme has trained 166 new members in 2020 and over 400 since it began. It is open to students across Ireland who attend 2nd or 3rd level education. Applications will reopen in September, head to climateambassador.ie to learn more and maybe even apply. Iana, Sam and Grace are just three that we have spoken to, but there are so many other climate ambassadors across Ireland doing incredible work, maybe even in your school. And if your school doesn't have one, maybe you could take it on next year.
0: Evolution.
1: Every young person who cares about the future worries. But what groups like the Climate Ambassadors, Green Schools, Fridays for Future, Extinction Rebellion, and so many others show is that being creative and taking on action can help deal with that worry and stop you feeling powerless.
2: What's like gotten me through the education system in general, which I have strong feelings on. I think it's like holding on to my dreams. Like I think there's power in being in the present, you know, taking a breath and looking around you and naming five things you're grateful for but i do think there's also a lot to be gained from just thinking about how you want your future to be and creating that future inside the present in little ways
3: i am leaving secondary school i'm going into college now and i suppose there's never nothing to be done there's always if you're looking if you're looking hard enough there will something that'll fall into your lap the opportunities are almost always arising. The world is changing, and that does not mean that you get less opportunities. It means that you get newer, exciting opportunities in the future, just to see how you can adapt these situations. For me, I guess, it's gonna be looking for these opportunities. Green Campus, all their kind of initiatives that they're doing, different ideas for gardens, different ideas, there's sustainable living as well.
0: There aren't really enough women in science, I feel like, and it's kind of proven. So I'd like to do something in, like, climate science maybe as well. I'm doing
3: engineering. For me, the future really is in technology and what we can do with this technology. Developing wave energy, like you used to see, have already begun. For me, it is really just a matter of time before something incredible comes along and I get to be a part of it.
2: So if you want a future where you are growing your own veg, you can do that in a small way in the present. You don't have to wait until you have your own place and lots of space to grow all the veg that you'll ever eat. You can grow a few carrots and tomato pots or whatever, and that'll hugely add hope to your life because it feels like you're actually walking towards the future rather
0: than waiting for it. I feel pretty optimistic now I feel like more young people are beginning to take action at this point. Old people, like not so much, but young people I feel are doing quite a lot for their age and like what they're capable of doing, they are doing a lot.
2: Personally, I hold on to this very untraditional dream that I have that I will live in a tiny little house with other tiny houses as a community and you know we'll grow our own veg and we'll be as eco-friendly as possible and that will spread you know eventually we'll just have this self-governing autonomous community that just spreads out. I'm holding on to that and I'm creating it as much as I can.
1: Welcome to all of our new listeners, as well as those of you who've been here from the start. We've been delighted to see so many of you revisit the archive these past weeks. If you have an issue you'd like us to cover, or a project you're passionate about, why not email junior at orte.ie? And if you listen via Apple Podcasts, we'd love if you could leave a review, or share your top actions to slow climate change.
3: This is our Anne.